This episode of Hey, Don't Touch That is brought to you by Greenhouse Salad Company, located in Edmonton, Alberta. Hey guys, are you looking to not eat your own cooking for 10 days in a row or 10 meals? Is your partner's cooking less than satisfactory? Are you tired of just going to the grocery store and getting a prepackaged rotisserie chicken? Well, look no further. My friends at the Greenhouse are offering... 10 meals for $100. That's right, folks. $10 a meal. That is less than your coffee. I guess two coffees at Starbucks or wherever you get your coffee. Whenever you're, uh, and it's fantastic. It's a great deal. Both Jordan and I use this service. Jordan more so than I. Uh, they don't, they're not in uh, BC. But, yeah, they're fantastic. So go now. Mention this ad. And they might give you a 10% discount. So let them know that, hey, don't touch that. Sent you. Get your 10 meals for $100 today. See ya. Hello, welcome to Hey, Don't Touch That. Don't Touch That. Episode 19. I'm your host, Brian. Joined as always with uh, my co-host Jordan, and we have a special guest. So I'll tell you what his name is later. But uh, before we start, I'm just gonna okay, Jordan. How, how's it going, man? Uh, it's good. Hey, right. like I was telling you before, we uh, we ordered food to the house, and it's like it was supposed to be here at 8:15, and it shows up basically 10 minutes before we <laughs> like 9:20, and down. it was it was pierogies. So I just crushed them, <laughs> and now oh, I wow. feel like I feel like shit right now. So I might have to leave mid podcast to drop it down further. It's all drop good because drop it because we actually have a guest. So as much as just use our guest before we talk about what we're going to do, our guest today he is a repeat customer, repeat guest, repeat friend. He is a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. He is a Taekwondo. No, we're not, I'm not going to even do that. No, I'm not going to talk about Taekwondo. No, don't hate on it. Don't hate on it. It's There's my, good Fuck you. My good friend and Jordan's good friend and uh, my jiu-jitsu instructor, uh, Jordan's jiu-jitsu instructor, Mr. Lane Benetri. Hello. What's up? You have some, you have the worst internet connection of the three of us. Do and I? That, my- that is saying something. Well, I'm I'm in my basement uh, hiding from my uh, wife and kids, so trying to make sure. That sounds uh, okay. Yeah, that you're getting me and not them. Yeah. Am I not loud enough? Do I need to get closer? What's the deal? No, you're fine. It's just you're kind of choppy on some bases, but we'll we'll live with it. You know, we've done a few episodes with yeah. some bad internet connections. Yeah. It's usually you know Brian. Brian's always choppy, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> He's one to talk. <laughs> All right. So I'm just gonna let's let's get this motherfucker started. We're gonna do something different this week, and there's a reason why we have Lane on here. This is the first installment of Hey, don't touch that dad movie club. All right. So this is a little Ooh. different than what you guys are used to. So instead of having our normal segments, we're gonna basically spend this entire podcast talking about movies that we have to watch with our children. And what better person to be on this than Lane, who is a veteran of this. He's this has been his existence for the last 15 years. 15 years. Oh, I was right. 
Holy that's shit. right. So I uh, just, just some background. I, this idea is not original. I stole this from a podcast uh, called the rewatchables. Uh, it's on the ringer and also the Dave Chang show. They have the bad movie club, which they review bad movies, but they're not really bad movies anyways. So I, I combined the two and we're going to do the same rewatchables and we're going to call this the dad movie club. So this week, this week for the inaugural inaugural bad movie club, we are going to be talking about 2013's release, a Disney classic and my daughter's probably favorite movie. One of them frozen. All right. But before we do that, let's uh, start with our beer review. <laughs> okay. It's choppy as shit. That's okay. All right, uh, Jordan, what you got? Uh, I have a beer that I don't know if I reviewed yet. I may have because it's from the same pack. So this is a Phillips. Uh, it's a 78 Kolsch. Oh, nice. I, I either did this one or I did the Phoenix Lager. Uh, I can't you remember which either. one I did. I didn't either? You okay. didn't either. Okay, well, today I'm doing the Phillips Kolsch 78. Uh, it says it's a light... It's a light beer. It's light on the malt level. It's light on the hops. It's five percent. It's a smaller can, a three three fifty five mil. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. We'll see how it uh, settles with those pierogies sitting in my stomach. So, <laughs> oh, the 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 description on the side says the warm crackle of a needle on vinyl, the unmistakable tone of vintage tube amplifier. This hi-fi German-engineered Kolsch is a West Coast remix with a new spin. So, sounds delicious. <laughs> That's what I'm drinking. Nice. Lane, what, what do you got? All right. So, what I got today is, you guys might know, I'm not a big beer drinker. Um, but what I've got today is a little concoction. So, the beer portion of it is a Corona. You guys have all had Corona, so you know what I'm talking about. There's no surprises there. But since we're getting into summer, I try, I, I, and I, I guess it's all in fashion right now, I made a Corona Sunrise. Ooh. Yeah, showing it off to the guys here. What, uh, what's the second part, Corona, and then what else is in the, to make it a tequila sunrise normally, I guess, right? Well, see, it's a little, it's a step up from a tequila sunrise because we got that beer component. But if you're going to make it how I made it, I mean, of course, you can make it however you like. So you can uh, play with these quantities, but uh, you got to add some tequila to it. So that's what gives it the bite. So I, I got an ounce and a half of uh, tequila, Ooh. silver, not Ooh. gold. Holy uh, shit. Then you got to put in a couple ounces of orange juice. Now, I'm trying something different today because of the podcast. I'm going with pineapple juice. Oh, oh wow. Good addition. Yeah, a little spin on it. Then you're going to hit it with a uh, splash of grenadine and a splash of lime. Oh, Mix nice. that all around, and you have a Corona Sunrise or a Mexican Sunrise. Very nice. That's nice. That when sounds you, delicious. Hey, hey, word association. When you hear Tequila Sunrise, what do you think of? Uh, I was going to say, what's the oh, <laughs> Cypress Hill? <laughs> no. Well. But sure, Cypress Hill. What I think of is Conan. That's that was his finishing move. Oh, so, oh yeah. yes. I didn't know he had a finishing move. I thought he just screamed in the air. And yeah, <laughs> you have a bulldog. You could have done that for the intro to the podcast. Yeah, I could have done that. 
Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> All right, fuck. Okay, so what I have is I have a uh, West Coast IPA, the Hop Razor. Is it from Phillips? No, it's the Howe Sound Brewery. Oh. I don't know the can's not even as nice. I know, man. I got this new one. I uh, I actually bought a new beer for this. The taster pack is done. <laughs> it's done. Actually, no. I think I still ha- wait. No, I still have uh, I still have what's it called? Red Racer. Taster okay. pack. That's not done yet. We, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so we left. So, you know, the street legal IPA? <laughs> yeah. We leave them out. We leave them in a communal space. And uh, my father in law, he's been known to borrow some beers every <laughs> once in a while. Just like your, just like your underwear at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he borrowed, a, he borrowed one of the street legal IPAs. They're in an accessible spot. They are still there. There are two left. Nice. Anyway, but yeah, six percenter. I actually picked up a different one and I was going to drink that, but it was a 6.8%. And I was like, no, I can't do that. And even six is just like, I'm going to start cursing. My wife suggested I drink wine for this podcast. And I nearly, no, I didn't do anything. I just said, no, I don't. I have to stand for something. <laughs> not wine. The blood right. of Christ. That's not my Corona sunrise, is it? What? It looks like wine. I, I said that's not a shot at my Corona Sunrise, is it? No, 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 no. Drinking wine for this podcast? Sacrilegious. Oh, unless you unless you have a good reason for it. Like like uh if it could kill you. Yes. Or if drinking beer could kill you. Fair enough. Yeah, it's our friend. Anyway. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, boys. All right, let's get to the meat of this podcast. So if uh, this podcast sucks, it's my fault. Blame it on me because this was my idea, as we always do. I will. <laughs> so uh, this is a movie that we, I think, we've all watched. This movie was released back in 2013. It's Frozen. All right, just some. So I'm just going to give some facts about it. We're not going to get into the plot. I think everybody knows the plot of this should I, movie. Should I read the synopsis or no? Yeah, you Have know you- what, Jordan? Oh, sorry, Lane. <laughs> Heavy spoilers. Heavy spoilers. Heavy spoilers. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Okay, All right, I'm, Jordan. I'll read the official film synopsis. <clears throat> Come on. <laughs> when their kingdom becomes trapped in perpetual winter, fearless Anna joins forces with mountaineer Kristoff and his reindeer sidekick to find Anna's sister, Snow Queen Elsa, and break her icy spell. Although their epic journey leads them to encounters with mystical trolls, a comedic snowman, harsh conditions, and magic at every turn, Anna and Kristoff bravely push onward in a race to save their kingdom from winter's cold grip. That was beautiful. Wow. I didn't know you had it in you. I don't know if I was saying Anna or Anna, but I think it's, it's Anna. It's Anna, but yeah. that's cool. Don't My worry. daughter corrects me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so just a few, uh, few facts about this movie before I get everyone's kind of reactions on it. This was... Disney's uh this was a significant commercial success it was it overtook Toy Story 3 to become the highest grossing animated film of all film of all time and it basically was that until 2019 when the Lion King's remake uh took over that spot like even the live though action it, yeah the live action does that count well apparently according to Wikipedia if you want to and- live action kind of like a sequel Frozen 2 yeah, to go from the Lion King. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's a sequel. He ended up eclipsing it. So yeah, 
big success. This came out again, 2013. And I'm just going to ask you, Lane, what do you remember about this when it came out? You Of the three of us, you actually had children at that time. Yeah, man. Um, this thing was huge. And, y- and you, could, you could smell it coming. Like you knew it was going to be a big show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we caught, they had a really funny uh, teaser trailer that yeah. came out the year previous. Uh, I think it showed before Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. Um, which were uh, this Frozen is made by the same people as Wreck and Ralph. Yeah. Um, and so that was really good. And it gave like no indication of what the plot was going to be about. Uh, we went, I want to say opening weekend, uh, my daughters and I, um, yeah. and actually a couple other people. Uh, my daughters at the time were eight and three. So yeah, I guess oh, it's yeah. Good yeah, ages a little, yeah, a little while back. And uh theater it was at west edmonton mall uh dragon days you know and um being all the way actually i don't know if the dragon was there at that time but anyways uh we were sat all the way over to the one side of the theater uh which is usually not the best spot and it didn't even matter it didn't even matter uh the show captivated right away there there was a lot of hype theater was packed lots of kids and they were uh spellbound throughout um, as I'm sure we'll go into the songs and whatnot, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, every everybody's attention right away. So it was it was a good flick with a lot of hype. That's for sure. I rem- I definitely remember it being uh, bringing some hype. One thing that I was looking at the release history before that this was so one of the one comment on Wikipedia was uh, this was considered one of the best Disney movies uh, since the Disney Renaissance period, mm-hmm. but. You can look at. It. I mean, before so before Frozen in two, 2013, you like you said, Wreck It Ralph before it, Winnie the Pooh, and then Tangled, The Princess and the Frog in two, in 2019, and like this was such a step above. I don't remember any of the songs from Tangled, The Princess and the Frog. I don't even think Winnie the Pooh had any songs, and Wreck It Ralph didn't. So this was definitely a huge movie for songs in general. Fro like uh, Let It Go. I remember that shit was all over the place manny pacquiao did it uh there were spoofs of it tons of different uh people doing spoofs of it on on the online it was definitely heavily memed i remember when we were married uh when salish and i got married as soon as this we uh, somebody requested it let it go during the wedding dance and i saw all the parents just freaking rocking out it was just like oh this is their shit and it was sort of foreshadowing for when i would become a dad uh, it was huge. I, uh, that's all I remember. I didn't actually watch it. I don't remember actually watching it um, the first time. I just remember that I did, but at the time I didn't. Uh, I, I definitely didn't watch Frozen. So, well, did, oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that uh, we often. Um, it's something that I do with my daughters. We go to movies. We enjoy them. All that kind of stuff. So, Princess and the Frog. We saw Wreck It Ralph. We saw all this stuff in theaters. We don't miss too much. Um, so it wasn't surprising that we saw Frozen, but like you said, after that, like the rewatch value, we I've seen it easily hundred times. Like yeah. I've seen it so much, heard the song so much, um, and then with a with the next generation, if you will, with my my youngest boy, uh, he's all about the show too. Um, so I, I've I've watched it twice this week. Yes, that's good, <laughs> Jordan. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Like I, I knew it came out obviously at that time, but I didn't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though I do love uh, animated features, all like as an adult and as a kid, I just 
didn't feel like it was up my alley. And then I watched it. Uh, I think before I had kids, I just ended up watching it with, I don't know, it must've been on somewhere. And then I've watched it several times since then. And I actually liked the movie for yeah. the most part. Uh, my daughter just makes me skip to the, <laughs> for, to the let it go scene, like to start the movie. She like demands it right off the hop. So Did I have to go, go back. Well, I have to go. I go back after, and then she just keeps asking me to go forward. So I'm like, <laughs> I put my I finally put my foot down. But yeah, I I listen to all the songs get played every day at our house. Yeah. There's about three of them that are like on the playlist for her. So this is definitely a dad movie mm-hmm. for sure. All right, so now we got that intro out of the way. Let's go to our first uh, Frozen segment, our first dad movie club segment, and this is our favorite song sequence. So I've got a few nominations. So obviously the first one is the let it go song sequence. I, I just say when I, uh, when I watched it, it was more epic than I remembered. The second I have on here is uh, the first time in forever. The third want to build a snowman. And then the last one, I kind of had troubles on figuring out which one it's going to be. It's a nominations, but we can add our comments. It was uh, the Olaf song. In summer, in the summer. All right, the floor is yours, Lane. You you have some you have some uh, comments. So, what yeah, would you yeah, say would be the best song sequence in this movie? Dude, uh, it, it was one that you didn't pick. That's uh, fine. Is That's it fine. love? Is yeah. it love? Is yeah. an open door? Oh. Is, oh, I was gonna say that. I was like, Brian, you oh. miss love as an open door. That is the best song, and I've got reasons, man. I did yeah, okay. Whole, I got reasons. Um, again, you guys probably didn't know this because you guys weren't dads at the time. Uh, so it probably didn't kick off the same way for you guys as it obviously did for me and my girls. Um, but first of all, it's a duet. Uh-huh. Freak love duets, man. Right? Because now there's two different parts to sing, even if you're singing it by yourself or whatever. Not that I do that. But, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it started like this viral thing where dads and daughters were singing opposite parts of uh, Love is an Open Door. Oh, and it was wow. this whole thing that caught on. People were posting videos. Um, it was a it was, it was a big viral thing at the time. Uh, but yeah, it's a clever song, too. If you listen to the writing in the song, like, yes, let it go is empowering and rah, rah. And that's great and all that. But love is an open door is a clever song. Listen to the writing. Uh, it's smart. All and right. It's, it's all hell. I like you know what? I do actually quite like that. I, Jordan, what are your thoughts? I like that song too. Uh, I actually like Prince Hans and <laughs> is in the in that song. We will talk more about Prince, Prince Hans, Hans later yeah. in the movie. Uh, but uh, it's not like it's again. There's lots of songs in the show that could be. Uh, they're all great, and I'm by great I mean great. Like they're great songs. Like Lane yeah. said, the writing of all these songs is really good. Uh, mine actually is for the first time in forever. Uh, that's my favorite sequence of it. Uh, when they like open the doors at the very end and it's just yeah. like, Oh yeah, let's go time. <laughs> Being shut-ins for all this time. So that's my favorite. And it's my favorite to listen to actually listen to over and over. Yeah. First. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't act uh, like you don't know the words. Yeah. <laughs> I know all the words. I, uh, okay. So if I'm being honest with everybody, yeah, it was love and love is an open door, but like I said, let it go was way more epic than i remembered it. Mm-hmm. i watched it this on friday and i was just like holy shit no yeah. wonder like no wonder this had so many uh like 
I don't know, memeable moments or yeah. viral videos. It is one, like the way you describe it, epic. It is pretty yeah. like an epic scene where she's like yeah. building her little castle. And the song, yeah, it's a oh, brilliant. Right. It's a brilliant sequence, like visually. Like not only can you listen to it and get chills, and understand how epic it is, but if you're actually watching that whole sequence, like uh, Jordan was saying, where they're built, where she's building the castle, man, it, yeah. it's it's so beautiful to watch. For a uh, Disney princess, that song really kicks your teeth in. Yeah. No, I, uh, you know what? We can't pick it. I didn't pick it, but you know what? It's, it's, it's it was, it was a tough call. So love isn't, was it love is an open door. I'll pick that as well. And Woo! my last note was that uh, underrated fact, the songs in this movie come at you pretty quickly. So love is an open door was almost immediately followed by let it go. It was like not a long period. It was almost, uh, okay, not immediately, but. It was a short while. The last thing I wanted to say was the one that the song everybody forgets, and this is super underrated, is Fixer Upper. That's a good scene. That's a really hey. good scene. Yeah, I'll talk more about Fixer Upper later. All right. All right. We'll talk about it later. All right. So we've got our first segment done. The second segment, I like to call this the uh, No Forgay Jesus rating. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you guys some background. So back after uh, Uel Romero defeated, it was Jacare. He afterwards told everybody, uh, "No for gay Jesus," and it was a pretty fucked up thing to say because you you know at first you're just like, "What gay Jesus? No for gays? J- J- Jesus doesn't like the gays? What the hell?" But what he was trying to say was, "Don't forget Jesus to the USA people," which is like, okay, that's like a less fucked up thing to say. But the reason I picked it up for this movie is that. What's our rating for it? So this is a like, ultimately, is this like a pretty, I would show this movie to my kids, feel comfortable showing it to them? Or is there something really kind of sinister or fucked up in the, in, in the plot? So the movie I always say is sort of like a high, no for gay Jesus reading, like no for gay Jesus is Little Mermaid. All right. Don't have to like do your research, but that's a pretty fucked up movie at the end of the day. So what are your thoughts on, uh, what would be your no forget Jesus rating on a scale of one to 10? Okay. Maybe I'll go first because <laughs> you guys are looking at me like, well, I, well, hold, hold, hold on a second. Uh, just, just so I understand, are we going to talk about like uh, our instances for each one of the categories? Cause I think, think we kind of got a number. I got some things that I really don't agree with. I got some stuff that's like, eh, it's all right. And yes. there's some stuff just fine. But like, uh, is one what? is one, like I wouldn't show it to my kid and 10 is like, Oh, it's good. Good to no. go. One is like it's not a fucked up movie at all. Gotcha. Okay. Ten is just like. So we're just giving a rating right now. Okay. Exactly. So, uh, let's go with you first, Lane. Then, what would be your no for gay Jesus rating on this on a uh, scale of one to ten? Uh, I I think it's pretty tame. I I, I think there's you know and the the stuff that I got down here which I I don't agree with. Man, it's it's not that big of a thing. It's more about, uh, you know, storytelling and stuff like that. But maybe we'll talk about that later. We could. All right. My rating for this is ultimately, it's actually a pretty good, it's a pretty good movie. Like, I, I don't think it's it's fucked up at all. Well, actually, no, I do think. But I think it's a minimal fuck up. But Anna in this movie is not a good role model. I, I was just like, she's super gullible. I, I mean, I get that it's, it's a... Uh, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's the whole point. You know, she's got a pure heart. She ultimately saves the day. She's sort of like Bilbo Baggins or the Hobbits in uh, Lord of the Rings. 
but it's just like, hey, you, somebody you just met, you're going to go marry them. You feel like you're actually just marrying them because you don't want the gates to be locked up or you just want someone to save you. So it's more of a plea. And you let that guy be in charge. So that's so I think this is on a scale of one to ten, it's about a two for me. Yeah, I'd say it's a two as well. I will preface this by saying, like you, you mentioned Little Mermaid. Uh, at the time, and I'm only th- I'm only gonna say this because I have a book I'm gonna reference. At the time it came out, I would have showed my daughter that and been like, Yeah, it's completely fine. Now let's fast forward to times now where things aren't as appropriate. And I'm going to say, have you, you guys ever read the book Mermel, Mermel, Mermel by Robert Muntz? No. No. Okay. So the preference of the book is this girl finds a bit random baby. And then she keeps asking people, hey, do you need a baby? And then this lady's like, no, I have 16 cats. I don't need a baby. At the very end, she offers this baby to a truck driver. The truck driver's like, of course I need a baby. He runs off with the baby. And she's like, what about your truck? He's like, I have tens of trucks, but I don't have a baby. I'm just like, this is the... <laughs> most fucked up book i've ever read and it's a kid's book by robert munz which is i think a very popular kid's book back in the day so i anyway that's my rant on that related to that okay so Kristoff in this movie is raised by the rock people but before apparently he's just by himself yeah so parents this is classic disney this is classic disney right open sequence uh they they end up off in the parents of (laughs) elsa and anna and then they don't even, they, they just breeze over the fact that Kristoff uh, is alone with a reindeer, <laughs> you know, as a kid for, I don't know how long, like he seemed pretty old. He was talking and, and riding a reindeer before he ran into the rock people. Yeah. Before he ran into the trolls. They took that Mowgli effect just a little bit farther <laughs> with the trolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know. Yeah. And- I... Sorry, Lane, cut you off. Oh. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I've got there. There's some some oddities uh, throughout uh, the uh, fixer upper people. I always thought it was uh, it, w- it was weird, right? Everybody gets on honest case about uh, marrying a guy, like you said, you know, bad role model, just gullible, uh, getting engaged to a guy she just met, and everybody rides her about that. What happened within minutes of meeting the trolls? Oh yeah, they try yeah. to get her to marry him. Yeah. Yeah, immediately. So these <laughs> these love experts understand. I've seen this show so many times. I've got some. I, I've dissected it a little bit. That's messed up. That's fair. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess it's a double. Standard. Sorry. It's a double standard. It is a hundred percent double standard. All right. Okay. So we all agree it's pretty low on there. Although, like I said, if we ever do another one of these, I'm gonna pick one that it's a slightly higher, <laughs> a higher no for gay Jesus reading. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the fourth category, it's I is a working title, just like the name of this podcast, so that it would have uh, stuck. But it's this, I'm okay with this, but not with that. So I was trying to figure so the gist of it is like, um, uh, <laughs> shit. Hey, okay, hey, so well, Little Mermaid. About, what, hold, hold on a second, there, Brian. Why, while you're thinking about that, can I go back for a second? I think I'm yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Everybody breezes over the fact. That Elsa straight up tried to murder people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That when she was uh had the guy with the ice, that like the slow yeah. uh, knife going to the guy's throat. Like that the ice was, daggers, yeah. Yeah, that was the scare tactic. She tried to push the other guy off with a wall of ice off of the balcony yeah. over a cliff. 
and making the other guy watch at basically knife point as she had those the the ice coming to his throat like you're saying um she made marshmallow that tried, <laughs> tried to murder anna and Kristoff and olaf to a, a lesser extent on multiple occasions in their little row throwing trees at him giving Kristoff a concussion when he's hanging over the cliff and then just launching him into the abyss it's yeah. like hmm so you want to talk about role models and anna's like naive Hey, Elsa's tried to straight up kill people. That's a good point. I, I, that did on my rewatch. I was just like, oh, that is kind of, that's some dark shit in this movie. And it wasn't like they zoomed away from it either. They made a point to sort of like zoom the camera in a little closer as that, uh, like dagger of ice was going closer to the guy's throat. Good catch. Yeah. Good catch. Oh. Any, uh, any other things we want to talk about in the, uh, gay Jesus reading? No, I think I'm no? good for now. All right. So our next segment, again, uh, it's the I'm okay with, but not that. So, I, I, in the, again, this is going to be about The Little Mermaid because we're going to do one on this. But The Little Mermaid is just like, yes, they're talking. There's talking fish. Oh, there's mer people in there. Oh, they turn into uh, whatever. They, and they grow feet and she can start walking. But she is definitely younger than 16. And Eric looks he is he is a man that is that guy's at least 30 so he's technically a pedophile so what are what are you okay with in this movie but not that what would what kind of pushed you over the edge in uh in frozen what uh so i have a couple of nominees here actually no i have one the thing that i could find is the cleaning up the indoor ice once it melts like yes they they want to take on, in the opening scene, when Elsa and Anna are playing inside one of the castle rooms, this is not the first time they've played. Uh, Elsa makes all this snow, and then she ends up shooting Anna in the head. Afterwards, who cleans up all that mess? Like, like who, who cleans all of it up? Is it just wet, or does it evaporate? Who knows? That was the only thing I'm kind of I wasn't okay with. That's a minor grade compared to compared to other uh, Disney movies. So we're supposed to. You want to know what things we weren't okay with? Yeah. What kind of pushed you over the edge? Hmm. Lane, you better go first. I gotta think about this. All right, this man. I'm in. This one takes a little bit, but I'm in. So um, I call it the tale of two Hans. All right. Because yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, I it, see this. They straight up give you a twist in the show. Um, that you don't see coming because you couldn't really possibly have seen it coming. Yeah. We're not conditioned that way. And they gave you no foreshadowing. There was two twists in the show. And I, and I try to think about it in this way. Like there was, there's only been two quote unquote kids uh, books or movies that kind of swerved me and I didn't get it. And the uh, Harry Potter and the philosopher's stone was one of them. I didn't cue in until the big reveal at the end of that one. Um, what do you mean? But, Quirrell? Uh, the, uh, under the turban. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. At the back. Yeah. 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 So I didn't, I didn't see that coming. They got me. They got me by surprise when I read the book and, I, and especially on a book, which is a slow burn. Yeah. It's like, Oh dang, I didn't see that coming. I just wasn't thinking that they're going to be that clever in a kid's book. Same mm -hmm. thing with this one. Um, Hans is the villain. Um, now I don't want to talk about like pushing agendas and whatnot. And yeah. definitely the, uh, the good definitely outweighs the bad. And uh, I think we'll talk about that, uh, that later, but yeah. uh, Hans was a good guy. Yeah. And I think it was lazy storytelling that yeah. I, towards the end, it's like they needed a villain yeah. and it 
and they didn't want it to be Elsa. So they flipped it and made it Hans. Like if I, if you look at Hans track record, he was left in charge, not by his own, not, not by asking for it himself. Yeah. So he, because Anna said, Hey, I'm going to go get my sister. And he said, okay, okay. You know, strong, independent woman, you go do your thing. Yeah. I'll hold things down here. He got blankets, food, shelter for the, for them. He, uh, <laughs> he elected to go out and look for Anna after her horse came back. Yeah. Yeah. He, de- he declared to the guards that no harm was to come to Queen Elsa. He talks Elsa down from committing murder. Yeah. He prevents the guard from shooting her with a crossbow. Yeah. He locks up Elsa instead of executing her, which was again referenced in the show that rather than execute her, he'd have her locked up. He pleads with her to bring back Summer, even though Anna hasn't come back. So there is that trauma. Uh, He was heading after that. He was heading back out to find Anna um, because it was known that Elsa had hurt Anna. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they do a 180 switch. So nothing in there tells you yeah. that he's this villain. And then all of a sudden, because he's the 13th in line, yeah. that he won't kiss Anna or Anna out of like nowhere, plans to kill Elsa, even though he's had like three opportunities already. And then he lies about the marriage and death, which was inevitable anyways. Yet there was no downside for him to do that. He didn't even have to lie. Yeah. But so it was like, oh, wait a minute. So there's lots of contradictions. Um, it was lazy storytelling. The other twist that comes in this was talking about how love isn't just romantic love. Everybody's talking about love's first kiss and how that was yeah. going to save the day. Instead, it was a family love between sisters, which definitely was not a lost point on me and my two girls. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what a great message. That one they foreshadowed throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. Hinted at it. They, it was in your face. When it all happened, it still catches you off guard. But you go like, oh, I, yeah, no, I get it. I saw it. Yeah, they were leading up to it. That Hans thing was a scapegoat, man. I think yeah. he had an evil twin or something like that. Because that, those were two different guys. Yeah, I agree. I was watching the movie and <laughs> I was just like, oh, he's not such a bad guy. There's redeeming <laughs> qualities. Maybe Anna is like the... Uh, is the the effed up one in this in this case no totally i agree this was uh if you look so looking at the history of the movie they were they were kind of stuck i think this was i agree lazy storytelling but also in the beginning elsa was supposed to be the villain and they didn't actually turn her until they wrote let it go yeah so i agree it's uh they you know what and to their credit nobody really talks about that Nobody has a problem with it. It's seen as such a fantastic movie. And we just kind of accept that Prince Hans is an asshole. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that little, the little guy, what's his name? Uh, the little bald oh, dude. Oh, the Weaselton. The Weaselton. Yeah. Weaselton. yeah. Weaselton. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Anything you wanted to add, Jordan? I know that's about it. I was thinking, uh, I was going to say, oh, I can't believe Anna just left uh just like left her kingdom and <laughs> see you later guys i'm gonna go find might die doing it but that was about it maybe the abominable snowman too like i feel another way Anna just tried to or elsa just tried to kill everybody it's like i'm just gonna put this monstrous snowman and try to kill everybody i mean to be fair like how tough could the snowman be when you can just chop off its legs 
Eight. Wow. If he could pick you up and throw you into a canyon. <laughs> Hans was heroic in that encounter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he was. He was. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Hans, my next my next segment is the OJ Simpson ranking. So this was uh inspired by a Chris Rock sketch. Chris Rock. Yeah. It's like I'm not saying he should have done it, but I understand. All right. So I think Lane, we've heard your spiel on Hans. Jordan, what is your case for and against? For and against like he's a good guy or a bad guy. Like like could you have understood his 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 rationale through this movie? Like at the end of the day was this was he justified in feeling the way he did? Well, I probably would have thought different before Elaine to like laid out all the facts. Yeah. But at the beginning, uh, I wasn't really thinking too much about it. And I think just, just like off base, you're like, ah, oh, he came in there. He clearly had a plan to take over at some point. This is what I would have thought before Elaine kind of laid out all the facts. So, I mean, uh, I still don't think he would have had a reason to do anything at the end. Like he turned at the end. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like his reasoning is just selfish. Like I want to be king of this new land, and I guess the people of Arendale will just allow it. So <laughs> the true villain of this, be very kind of determined. The true villain of this movie is actually the writers, because it's like, yes, Hans. <laughs> the only reason why he was a bad guy was, was like, well, we got no one else. Like, were we gonna send Oaken in? Uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. maybe uh, Elsa's the antihero. That she was supposed point? to be. Does that apply the, in this case? Uh, an anti-hero or uh, maybe reluctant hero yeah yeah okay but is she even right. a hero like she it's it's like hey if i like steal all your guys money and then i bring it back to you around the corner <laughs> like, right? yeah. you guys be like hey well you robbed from me and you're just giving it back no. i i make a uh, strong argument that uh, elsa is not the princess here that uh, the kids should be looking up to i i agree you think it, you think it's anna it oh, is anna yeah anna for sure yeah. But sure, man. She ends up saving the day. Uh, maybe I'm I'm biting into the next bit. But uh, <laughs> the courageous, <I> stupid one. <laughs> and she, she has no powers. Yeah. She goes out into certain peril, unto herself, to be selfless and save her sister. Again, that sisterly love that I was talking about. Uh, strong female role model. Sure, she was a little naive. But mm-hmm. uh, if you were a recluse, shut in. You know, perhaps against her will, you might be too. That's true. And yeah, she got out there and she did her job. She she saved the day, man. She did. Yeah. Okay, well, OJ Simpson. Okay, so there's two villains in this. One is obviously is uh is what's his name is Prince Hans. And at first, I was just like, yeah, maybe we're a little too harsh on him. But they like doubled down on his uh his heel turn. Like he, they made him out to be such a big piece of shit that I couldn't understand. I was just like, okay, so little, little manufactured. The second is actually Elsa. She is not. Yeah, I agree. She's not a great role model. Not even in this movie or the next. She's kind of selfish, and she just kind of takes off on her own and says, kind of screw everybody else. But I kind of understand how she feels. She just like been forced to yeah how about elsa's parents they are the real villain <laughs> they turned Elsa the way she is <laughs> that's true. she's turning against the whole kingdom <laughs> getting a little bit off track okay so do we understand <laughs> if do you understand why prince hans would have done it no you know yeah no i no, think no, it's no. The, it's a no yeah okay <laughs> all right 
So no. So the next segment is uh, advantage. So this is. Uh, can you explain in jujitsu what an advantage is, Lane? Yeah, it's a. It's an almost. It's uh, in jujitsu. Um, there's points for dominant positions and such, uh, holding and maintaining dominant positions. Uh, and so an advantage is when you got to that position, but you weren't able to maintain it All right. for the, a lot of time. And in the same way, when you're pressing your advantage, which is more dominant than positions, and that is actually going on the attack for submissions and whatnot, if you force the other person to defend. So it's not like, oh, I just tried and it didn't matter. No, it had to matter. You try they have to defend if they have to defend using a proper way. I don't want to get too technical, but if they have to defend, then it's going to be an advantage. Sorry, went in too deep, but yeah, that's an advantage. All right. So the name of this segment, I call it advantage because, all right. So really nobody wins, nobody loses in this movie in terms of a mom, a dad and her, his daughter or his son, but who actually enjoys it most? So I will uh, put this question out to the floor. Let's uh, start with Jordan. So of the two of you, Jordan, who enjoys this movie more, you Ooh. or Monroe? I think from an actual movie standpoint, me. Because I don't think Monroe is old enough to understand what's happening other than the Let It Go, other than the music songs. <clears throat> so I'm going to say me. And I actually, I'm going to, for sure, it's me. You enjoy it more? Uh, oh, yeah. Lane. Yeah, so uh, I look at it a little bit different because I've had three kids go through this. Uh, and one, one's right there in it. Um, and while I, it's, it's arguable that we all love the show the same, I think, yeah. it, I think I have the advantage because when I think of the other things they watch that may drive me up the wall, yeah. I have the advantage because when this comes on, not only do we both enjoy it, but I don't have to watch that other shit. <laughs> nice yeah. yeah fuck you true just kidding <laughs> um i honestly i was when i was uh when i was watching this i was just like yeah you know my daughter enjoys this way more than i do it's like no like so one guy who's gonna make an appearance later on in this but Kristoff, low-key hilarious like it's not even yeah what happened to him in the second movie because he is he is comedic gold throughout the movie i laughed my ass off in some of those things it's just like you know when his sled when he loses his sled I, oh i just finished my last payment <laughs> it's just like, oh, sorry, man. yeah what, what what were you raised in a barn get your feet off there like yeah <laughs> that was gold man. unsung hero. unsung hero but we'll, we'll talk about him later but yeah i think like it's just those things where i think it goes over the kid's head and disney didn't have to do that they always they never do but they have now where they just They'll just put stuff in for the adults. And I, I think that's why Kristoff's in this, really, aside from being a foil to Anna. It's just like, yeah, like everything he does is supposed to, is is really for the dads in there. We, we're trying to get you through this movie here. We hope we've done a good job. So I honestly think just because of Kristoff and all the things that him and uh, <laughs> and him and the reindeer do, Sven. Sven. Yeah, I, I think I like the movie more than she does. I enjoy it more. Any other uh, thoughts on this, on this line category, or you want to move on next? I think we're good to move on. I mean, all right. So the big question ultimately is frozen. We know it's a dad movie, but is frozen a bad movie? And I think the answer is pretty clear. Everybody, nobody agrees that it's actually a bad movie. No, no, it's great. Yeah, it is a good movie. That being said, Lane, it's so good that they made up for that lack of writing part. Like that was really, 
when you look at the uh the the Hans heel turn, mm-hmm. it was just, it's flimsy. It's like a it's a stretch. Oh yeah, it's flimsy. It's ridiculously flimsy. Yeah. Anybody and I challenge anybody who goes like, oh no, I saw that coming. You were guessing, man. Mm-hmm. You were guessing. Mm-hmm. You're you know reaching for straws. You were guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a poor poor heel turn, poor writing, and the fact that the movie makes up like recovers from that. Is yes, it is. This is a good movie. You don't have to spend too much on that. This would be this would be a hard category for any movie for me to answer because I pretty much love all animated features, regardless of how good it is. Yeah, I, like normally I'm just like, ah, man, you know what? It wasn't a bad movie, and I, I can actually say that for most movies in general. Like I normally, yeah. ah, you know what? I don't hate it. <laughs> the the reason it excelled for me, like uh, having watched basically every animated me and all kind of dreams were like all kinds of other movies. Uh, this one excelled just because it was striking home a different message. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there is a different, uh, there was definitely the girl power um, agenda that was rolling in this and the guy being the bad guy and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, so I, I do like a, uh, a strong female role model having daughters as you guys do too. You'll find that that's going to become more and more important as time goes on, because there's plenty of the uh, wall flower, uh, role models out there that you don't want them to be role models. Yeah. So you got these, you got these women who are actually doing things, um, which is great. Uh, but again, the idea that love isn't just a romantic love. You didn't need, you know, love, uh, true love's kiss or any of that kind of stuff. You needed that familiar, like that family love. Yeah, yeah, that sisterly love. That that was something different, and um, that alone, uh, I think, you know, sets us apart. They took it to a different, I think definitely, they definitely took it to a different level. It wasn't about being saved uh, by by a prince and whatnot. I really like the ending to that too. The whole familial love, you're totally right. And what movie do you remember? Maybe maybe Toy Story, uh, but I guess there's a lot less main characters where the main characters in it will say uh, Elsa, Anna, Olaf, and Kristoff are all, they're pretty much all loved by... <laughs> I know like Anna and Elsa obviously are like the top two from the movie, but Olaf is another character who like kids like love and adore. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's three right there. And Kristoff, like I'm sure he's like yeah. lowest on the totem pole. But if you add but, Sven in there with him, I think he kinda gets booted up. Exactly. When uh, Olaf waddles his way onto screen for the first time, my son loses it. Yeah. 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 Lose it. Loves that snowman. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We watched uh, Frozen Two when the kids started losing their shit over Olaf. Mm-hmm. Like my daughter started doing the same thing. I don't think she understood what Olaf was saying, but it's all good. <laughs> all right, uh, last segment. This is our last segment. Uh, so just our final thoughts and our movie MVP. So Lane, uh, any final thoughts for this movie? And like, just anything we haven't covered? Anything we haven't discussed? Well, I I, I got well, I got two. Uh, okay. As as, do, do you want me to hit the uh, my final thoughts or my MVP? Final thoughts. MVP will be last. Okay. So final thoughts. I was just saying. Uh, it kind of goes back again. We're beating a dead horse about uh, Elsa not being the greatest uh, role model. Yeah. Um, and and I know she gets a lot of love from from all the little girls wanting ice powers and whatnot. But I'm telling you, man, he's not even my favorite ice powered Disney character. Who's that? Frozone. From the Incredibles, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's great, yeah. and, he, and and you can even take like and not and under her would be uh, Iceman, 
now from the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Ozone is my man. Um, but, and I know about this stuff. I, in uh, just kind of thinking about uh, this podcast, uh, it turns out I have an affinity for ice-powered based characters that I never thought of before. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll through some, and this might not be for you guys. Maybe you guys will know some of these characters, but maybe some of these other uh, some of the listeners may know these characters uh, and, and their money. Wait, so just give me one second. Sorry, just yeah. not to interrupt, but before I forget, so f- just this is yeah, a yeah. Uh, trivia thing. Frozone always reminds me of Flash Funk from WWE, and <laughs> the right the uh, running joke with Flash Funk, his name is also Too Cool Scorpio. Is that? Yeah. Uh, Mankind yeah. was uh, put down in his book that Two Cool Scorpio had like a gigantic penis, and they apparently <laughs> like when they were editing his book, they they were they wanted to take that part out because they thought that Two Cool Scorpio would sue him for libel, and then Mankind was just like, no, he probably cut that page out, framed it, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I always think of uh, Two Cool Scorpio when I think of Frozone. Anyway, go ahead, ice, yeah, no, ice characters, ice characters. So we got Frozone, we got Elsa. We've got Iceman from uh, the Marvel. X-Men. Yeah. Marvel, yeah, yeah. Zane, he's the uh, ninjoid, the white ninja, elemental power of ice from Ninjago. He's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I think it should go It should go without question. Sub-Zero is yeah. the bad MF in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, Todoroki, he's half fire, half ice. He's from My Hero Academia. He's awesome. And uh, as far as villains go, Maybe Sub Zero's a villain. I don't know. Depends on which one you're talking about. But uh, Killer Frost from DC. Yeah. It's a really cool uh, female villain. And, you know, then to a lesser extent, there's like Mr. Freeze and Captain Cold and whatnot. But yeah, man, uh, the, the list before going to Mr. Freeze, those, all those characters are, are good characters, mm-hmm. man. Uh, would you include Night King there from Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah. Ice villain? I mean, I, I, I yeah i guess so that definitely and and let's throw one of the let's throw the dragon in there too yeah the ice dragon too yeah. is badass yeah man maybe, maybe it's just being from the uh, frozen tundra that is our homeland here but uh yeah the ice characters speak to me mm-hmm. all I right like okay so second point lane uh which M- was mvps MVP. yeah. you yeah. know oh, what yeah. uh <laughs> i i think the interaction between uh sven and olaf um i added some of the funniest stuff whether you want to talk about their teaser or the constantly you know trying to get the uh nose uh, the nose kisses you know trying to trying to get the carrot but probably my favorite part of the whole show is uh when olaf gets introduced and she says i'm olaf and then gets anna to introduce herself and then he like slides over and says who's the funny looking funny looking donkey over there and she goes oh that's sven he goes oh and the reindeer? Oh, that's Ben. He's like, oh, okay, that's easier for me. So they both have the same name. That is the best part of the show. Again, in there for the dads. Over my kid's yeah. head, in there for the dads. Nice. Nice. All right, Jordan. Uh, okay, so my for my closing thoughts, I have uh, 10... Uh, like never knew facts, which some of you guys, you guys didn't know some of them. So I'm going to just name off 10 of them quickly. Uh, number one, Brian, you brought it up. Elsa was originally supposed to be the villain of the show. Yeah. Uh, the next one that is makes sense too. there's a large community of devoted fan fiction that imagines the rise of the guardians, Jack Frost and Elsa are an item. 
<laughs> yeah, my daughter talks about that all the right. time. Is she is she's big in the fan fiction? Yeah, I don't know about fan fiction, but she likes Jack Frost from the Guardians. Yeah, he is a good character too. I like Jack Frost. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but that's okay. Don't worry about uh, it. Next one here. There's a note in the ending credits stating that Disney does not support the consumption of boogers. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, uh, yeah, next uh, one is... Oh, sorry, Lane, go ahead. I was just going to say, just, just in case you're wondering why that's in there, just because Kristoff uh, says that all men eat boogers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 17. Rapunzel and Flynn from Disney's Tangled make a brief cameo appearance at Elsa's coronation. Oh. Yep. I didn't see Rapunzel, but okay. She uh, had yeah, brown short hair. You ooh. can see her walking into the castle when they open up the doors. Oh, okay, okay. I'll have to watch it. I'll see that again when I watch it. Uh, the next one is uh, 21. And I don't know. I didn't see this. I haven't looked for it. I'll have to look for it again. A small Mickey Mouse can be spotted at Wandering Oaken's trading post and sauna. Oh, I think I think I caught that. I think I caught that. Did you catch that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do I have? 28. Uh, when Anna sings Love is an Open Door with Prince Hans, it's the first time in Disney Princess has ever performed a duet with a villain. Yeah. If we're considering Hans a villain, which I think in it's the end stretch. he is. Yep. Uh, Oaken, the shopkeeper, might have a same-sex partner. <laughs> Right. <laughs> i don't know where they got that from but uh anna's chocolate arrangement pays tribute to the kingdom of sugar rush and from wreck it ralph oh huh. and lane brought that up earlier that they're the same maker or same crew mm-hmm. uh let's see i have two more for you uh <laughs> a theater in florida accidentally played a two-minute porn clip during the screening of the film <laughs> love is an open door yeah love is an open door and lastly sven's original name was thor well they did own the ip for that so they probably could have used it they probably could have yeah it, it right. doesn't follow the uh hans christian anderson uh naming scheme though that's right, right. that's right that he- was an, another one in here too that all the characters were kind of named after uh hans oh, christian anderson christoph and sven yeah Hans Christoph Adams, Ben, that's correct. Anyway, uh, and my MVP, um, I definitely would say uh, Olaf. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that at the end, you're like, oh man, Olaf's going to disappear. And he's just like, oh, I have a cloud now. And he's running around. <laughs> so. Which is noticeably, like, conspicuously absent in the second uh, in the second one. Second yeah. movie. Yeah. I hate when they do that. Yeah. They figured it out. Hey, when I hate when they do that. All right. Uh, final thoughts. I don't want to like blow my uh, brains out when I watch this movie. Unlike some of the other crap that my daughter watches, I usually look forward to this movie when we uh, did watch it. It was nice to watch it uh, for in preparation for this podcast. So you guys have uh, added some stuff that I haven't even thought about. So those are my final thoughts. This is a really good Disney movie. This is a good movie in general. I would. I don't think I'd watch it on my own. Because uh, there's some other stuff I want to watch, but if I was on, if I was, if this was like a, one of two movies that I had to watch until the end of time, I don't think I would mind. And my un, my movie MVP definitely Kristoff. Like he has makes uh, he makes this movie just that much better for me. I, I just it's hilarious. This is like one of the uh, great tragedies of film is his reduced role in the second movie. So at least he got a song. 
At least, yeah, no, and and what a song! We will talk about <laughs> Frozen Two. <laughs> we will discuss Frozen Two in a separate podcast for sure if we make it out wave. So, all right, so that's uh, the first installment of Dad Movie Club. We hope you guys like it. Uh, let's uh, finish off the podcast as we normally do with our beer review. Wayne, you um, go first. Well, I'm empty over here. Uh, I, I've been since uh, halfway through the podcast. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's delicious. It's, I mean, it's, it's beer and tequila, but there's, uh, some other ingredients in there. It makes it light, enjoyable and a good summer drink because I think we're all pining for, uh, for the summer and getting out on the deck and hanging out. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's what we're doing here in Penticton, but (laughs) so what's your rate? If you had to rank this, rate this beer. Hmm. I had to rank this beer. I'm gonna give it the Hans. It's it on a on a on a rating of frozen characters. It's a Hans. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, does nothing wrong. Uh, all right. Might get vilified in the end. All right, all right. I like that. The uh the Corona Sunrise. Corona Sunrise, guys. All right, Jordan. Let's let's rank this and uh, we'll rate this with uh, using frozen characters. Okay, uh, just quickly before I'm gonna go back to the movie, uh, oh. because of the fact about the whole porn movie being played, a clip being played in uh, the screening, uh, instantly I was like, I wonder if there's a porn ad- adaptation of the movie Frozen. Oh no! Uh, without going explicitly into the site, which I did not want to do, I did find like a little Reddit page saying Disney porn movie names. <laughs> so I'm just gonna read a couple out just because I find them funny now that we're talking about it. Uh, the Emperor's New Poon. <laughs> 101 double penetrations <laughs> uh fucking nemo a slut's life alice in Bonerland, uh, uh hercules oh butt pirates of the caribbean and uh the one i think that applies to frozen is frozen cock which isn't the greatest <laughs> that was actually the worst one out of all of them but uh i know we didn't need that but i just thought i'd throw it in there and as far as my beer, it was uh, it was great actually. Um, so who's the character? Is he is your beer Olaf? Uh, my is beer would be beer? Olaf based on my MVP. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. I would have it again. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, Olaf in the books. All right. Okay, so I had the uh, Hop Razor West Coast IPA from How Sound Brewing. I'm legitimately uh, toasted right now. This is uh, of all, but you know what? Of all the characters in uh, Frozen 1, this is, I can't say this is a Kristoff because this is just a West Coast IPA. It's a very good IPA. This would be. Was it good to start and then kind of got worse as it went? No, I don't know. Maybe it's a Hans. No, that's actually a good good one. This is a Sven. Definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, it's psychic. Definitely enjoyed it. Ultimately replaceable. Um, Yeah. Didn't give me much volume. Didn't give me much volume and got really um, kind of hammered right now. (laughs) All right. That's our uh, podcast. Hopefully, we all enjoyed this. Lane, I want to thank you, my friend, for coming on. No more suitable guest than you for our first installment of dad movie club uh hopefully we'll do another one depending on the reaction to this <laughs> love it guys love it guys it was a lot it was a lot right. of fun so hopefully 
go out and listen. All right. And uh, if you hear us, guys, if you're listening to this, if you're subscribing, give us a five-star review on iTunes, download wherever you download your podcast. Tell your friends to go listen to Hey, Don't Touch That. Any final words, Jordan? Uh, no, I think that it sums it up. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We will see you next week. Have a good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. Goodbye. Thank you.